Hey everyone, it's Pastor John here, and this is 1611 Devotionals. Let's take some time now and pause so that we can focus all of our attention upon the Lord. God, it's when we open up your word and it's when we sit down to listen to you, that is when we begin to remember who we're meant to be and why we are here, why we exist, and how we are to live today. So we pray that you would let your word have that kind of effect on our hearts as we turn our attention to your voice. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's passage is taken from Romans chapter 1, verse 21 to 23. For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, and birds, and animals, and creeping things. I've been uh, thinking about what the Bible means by idols and idolatry. And probably one of the best definitions of idolatry is found in this passage in Romans 1 where in verse 23 Paul says they have exchanged the glory of God uh, for uh, created things. Um, To have an idol is really to have something in place of God that we in our hearts consider to be uh, more glorious and therefore more worthy of honoring with our whole lives. And that could be fame and recognition. It could be stability and security, power and control, uh, pleasure and comfort. Things that aren't bad in and of themselves, but things that we can tend to elevate above God and seek after more than we seek after Him. And the various warnings we find in Scripture when it comes to these idols is that they they fail to truly satisfy us in our souls and and perhaps that's something that you've heard before and you're familiar with and maybe you wonder is there a way to go beyond just knowing that in principle to to feeling that in real life and and finding evidence of that in real life so that we can better live this out better surrender our idols and enjoy the glory of God. And our passage today gives us some pointers. For one, it says in verse 21 that although these people who worship idols knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. Here's something that can serve as a, as a clue for us, uh, and that is whether we have gratitude in our hearts. You know, something interesting about our idols is uh, they don't tend to draw out from our hearts any thanksgiving. I mean, when was the last time that you uh, served an idol, you, you, you gave into temptation, and you lived for and worked for something or someone more than you, you lived for God and, and felt uh, gratitude welling up from your heart? But thanksgiving is something that's so vital to our spiritual health, to our well-being. 
that without it, uh, it's probably a sign that we are not living with joy, we're not living in peace, uh, but rather with a lot of fear, a lot of worry. So one way we can tap into a life that's truly resting in God's glory and and, and that's resisting the, the idols in our lives that distract us from God is to access the, the gratitude and the thankfulness that we can feel as we worship God, as we honor Him as God, and as we surrender to Him as our Maker, as our Creator, and as our Redeemer. Another thing that this passage says is that uh, idol worshipers become futile in their thinking and foolish in their hearts. In a sense, that's saying their intellectual discernment becomes weak, irrational, and the desires of their hearts uh, become foolish, or meaning they desire after things in their hearts, but uh, realize only too late that uh, it's not what they really wanted. And here's the other clue, therefore, we can receive from this, realizing that idols they never refine our thinking. They never uh, improve upon and purify our hearts. In fact, idols have a way of reassuring us uh, what you're thinking is true, what you're desiring, you're entitled to. Idols never really correct you. <laughs> idols only affirm. They only affirm our thinking and our desires. It leaves us essentially without our Heavenly Father who corrects and matures his children, sometimes through his teaching, sometimes through his discipline. But that's something idols don't do. Idols don't nurture us. They don't parent us and care for us. They keep us in this childish state. So there are two things there that we can hold on to. Thanksgiving and the correction that we receive through God's truth and his word thanksgiving in our worship and uh, maturing in our discipleship, in our study of God's word and our service to one another. God's children are those who find these things to be life-giving, gratitude, and maturity. Two things that our idols uh, will never be able to provide us. So if resisting your idols and finding your glory in God seems too abstract and something that you agree with in principle yet find it difficult to live out start here start with giving god thanks and and fueling your heart with gratitude for god for his gift of life for his gift of salvation and his gift of himself and then begin to notice how in your relationship with god he makes you wiser he makes you mature he he makes you grow into the image of Jesus, the Son of God. Let's try to be mindful of these things throughout today and understand the practical impact that resisting our idols and finding our glory in God has on our hearts. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have revealed your glory to us through your Son so that we would be recaptivated by you, uh, so that we would turn away from our idols that cannot satisfy us, uh, but instead turn to you and truly 
be satisfied and find rest for our souls. And Lord, we want to feel more of the practical impact of that, of living with you as our source of glory, uh, beholding your glory as our ultimate joy. And help us to begin with our life of thanksgiving and our life of maturing as a way of noticing how how this really matters, how this really makes a difference in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name.